little while, but eventually he does pull up in his little Mazda 2, which couldn't fit a surfboard in it. Um, but he, he rocks up and he gets out of his car, not too enthused to be there. He pops his boot open and pulls out two bodyboards. <laughs> now he turns to me, he had a bit of a smile on his face at this time, and he turns to me and said, hey man, I probably should have told you beforehand, but when I talk about surfing, I talk about, I mean bodyboarding. <laughs> anyway, I don't have anything against bodyboarders, but don't claim to be a surfer. Um, I wonder if you've ever claimed something similar to that. I reckon it's pretty common for us to put on some sort of persona, to claim to be someone who we're really not. But I wonder if it's also possible for us to do that when it comes to our beliefs. Can we claim to believe something or can we claim to uh, follow something or someone, but in reality it's nothing more than words? Uh, Could that be the case when it comes to Christianity? Could you claim to be a Christian and actually fool other people or maybe even fool yourself? It's like I'm a bit early. But a lot of people do claim to be Christians, yeah? Think about it. We'll go back to the other slide. A lot of people do claim to be Christians. I'm sure you all know someone at school, other than maybe yourself, who, claim, who would call themselves a Christian. And maybe to you it seems that they definitely are. Um, they go to church or they go to a youth group. They don't swear. Or maybe it seems to you that this, this person you know isn't really a Christian. See, lots of people do claim to be followers of Jesus. Geordie and Loz, for example. If you ask them, Geordie or, hey, Loz, are you a Christian? I reckon they'd probably say, yeah, we're Christians. If you ask the next guy, Chance the Rapper, if you asked him the same question, Chance, are you a Christian? He'd actually probably say the same thing. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. The guy sang a version of How Great Is Our God at the Grammys. He claims to be a Christian. Donald Trump also claims to be a Christian. So you made at school, Geordie and Loz, Chance the Rapper and Donald Trump are all claiming to be Christians, to be followers of Jesus. But how do we know who actually is the true follower of Jesus? Maybe they all are, maybe some of them aren't. But that should actually, actually start to make us ask another question. And that's, how do I know if I'm really a follower of Jesus? See, at this point in the book of Matthew, which is the book we've been tracking through this term, Jesus is at the end of a pretty long sermon or a long talk. As we've heard over the last few weeks, his, his talk is, is known as the Sermon on the, on the Mount, but he's been teaching a, a heap of stuff and there's quite a large crowd of people around him at the, when he says this stuff in chapter 7. And as we've been hearing most weeks, the main message that he's been teaching is all about the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, as he calls it. They're the same thing. See, check out chapter 4, verse 17. This is right at the start, when Jesus begins to teach. Chapter 4, verse 17 says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. See, when Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, He's talking about life under the rule and reign of God. And that's something that came near when Jesus came to earth. That's what he means when he says the kingdom of heaven has come near. He's saying, I'm the king of God's kingdom 
and I've rocked up, I'm here, I've arrived. But he also talks about it as something that can, something that can be entered into. So check out chapter 5, verse 20. Says, for, he, Jesus is speaking here, he says, For I tell you, that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You see, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is something that arrived when Jesus rocked up to earth, but it's also something that people can become a part of. We can enter into it. It's something that's present. You can live with Jesus as your king now, but it's also a future thing. It's the kingdom of heaven, where the people who are part of it will one day enter into it and live forever under the rule and reign of God with Jesus as the king. And so you see, Christians or followers of Jesus are part of the kingdom of God. But how can we really know if we're part of this kingdom? How can we know if we're really, we really are a follower of Jesus? That's the big question that Jesus addresses in these verses at the end of this talk or sermon that he gives. And so in tonight's passage, Jesus shows us who his true followers are. So let's dig into these verses now, but before we do, let's pray. God, we pray that as we look at your word tonight, as we hear you speak to us from it, uh, we pray that we'll be listening and we pray that we'll be ready to obey and, and change our life because of what we hear from your word. Um, pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's dig into these verses. Read with me from chapter 7, verse 21. This is what Sam read for us today. Now, I reckon these verses are some of the most hard-hitting verses in the Bible. There's some stuff that Jesus says here that should make us feel really uneasy. Read with me. In verse 21, Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, Lord here isn't, the name, isn't just the name of a, a Kiwi pop star, but it's actually the term used to show where someone's allegiance is. The people who say, Lord, Lord, in this passage, are saying that they're following Jesus as their king. And notice how they say it twice. They say, Lord, Lord. That's a way of showing emotion. These guys are really committed to following Jesus. But notice the big thing in this verse is that Jesus says not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, so not everyone who says they're following Jesus, not everyone who calls themselves a Christian will enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow. How does that make you feel? That's pretty heavy to hear. Jesus is saying... That there, there could be people who call themselves Christians, who think they're following Jesus, but actually aren't. So check out verse 22. Jesus says here again, Many will say to me on that day, I think Jesus is talking about the day that he returns, Many will say, will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. Again, these people, these people are saying they're committed to following Jesus. But Jesus says to them in verse 23, Then I will tell them plainly, 
I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. They're pretty heavy verses. To hear that someone could call themselves a Christian, that someone could think they're following Jesus, but have Jesus think the complete opposite, that makes me feel pretty uneasy. But it should also make us question why and how. How could someone live their life calling themselves a Christian, saying, Lord, Lord, but in the end, not be the very thing they claim to be, a follower of Jesus? Well, Jesus gives us the answer in verse 21, I reckon. 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. So not everyone who calls himself a Christian actually is. But only the one who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. Now that might be setting off alarm bells for you. And if it, if it is, then that's probably a good thing. Because the, mess, the big message of the gospel is that there is nothing that you can do that earns your salvation. There's nothing you can do to earn your way into the kingdom. It's only by grace. That's the big message of the gospel. It's only through what Jesus has done for you that you can become, can be part of his kingdom. So what does Jesus actually mean then when he says, only the one who does the will of my Father will enter the kingdom? Well, here's the first big thing we need to see tonight. And it starts to answer that question for us. How, how do I know if I'm really a follower of Jesus? See, a true follower of Jesus is someone who turns and trusts. That's actually what Jesus means when he says, only the one who does the will of my Father will enter the kingdom. See, where were these other people putting their trust? What, what, what were they trusting in? These people who called themselves followers of Jesus. Well, they were trusting in what they could do to earn their way into the kingdom. That's why, that's why they say to Jesus, they say, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we drive out demons in your name? Didn't we perform miracles in your name? In other words, they're saying, didn't we do stuff that makes us deserve to be part of your kingdom? Yeah, sure, we, we call ourselves followers of Jesus, we call ourselves Christians, but ultimately we think that being part of the kingdom comes down to what we can do to get there. See, they're trusting in the wrong thing, they're trusting in themselves, in their own goodness, in their ability to do stuff that makes them look like Christians. See, a true follower of Jesus is someone who turns and trusts, someone who turns from trusting in themselves or turns from trusting in the wrong thing to trusting in Jesus. Trusting in the wrong thing can be pretty dangerous. Check out this video. It's from an episode of the TV show, The Office. We can get some sound for it, hopefully.
Trusting in the wrong thing can be pretty dangerous. Michael, the guy who was, who, the guy who was driving there, was trusting entirely in his GPS, telling him to turn right. And he says, the machine knows what it's doing. But he should have been listening to Dwight. Dwight could see the lake in front of him. He could tell they were headed in the wrong direction. It's the same as the people in these verses. Their, their trust was in the wrong place. They were trusting in themselves. Trusting that they had done enough to enter the kingdom. Jesus was continually pointing this out to people when he preached. He was always showing people how they were confident in the wrong thing. Which is why Jesus always preached about repentance. We had a look at this verse earlier, but flip back to chapter 4, verse 17. In this verse, remember, Jesus is starting to preach here. And it says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent, for the kingdom of, God, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repenting, like we heard from Geordie a few weeks ago, it just means to turn around. You're heading in one direction, you do a 180 and you go the other way. You're going the wrong way like Michael Scott refusing um, or trusting in his GPS and he needed to turn around. You need to repent and head in the opposite direction. That's what a Christian does. A true follower of Jesus is someone who turns and trusts. And that's what Jesus means when he says, only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter the kingdom. In the book of John, um, which is another book that records some stuff that Jesus said, Jesus is talking to a bunch of people who are trusting in the wrong thing. Like the people in these verses that we just read, they're trusting that they can do enough to please God. And so they ask Jesus this question. They ask him, what do we need to do to do the will of God? What do we need to do to please God? And Jesus answers them in John 6, verse 29. It'll be on the screens. He says, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. See, Jesus says that only the person who does the will of the Father will enter the kingdom. And the will of God is that people repent and believe in Jesus. That people turn and trust. See, a true follower of Jesus is someone who turns and trusts in Jesus. Have you done that? Have you turned from trusting in the wrong thing? Or are you st still trusting in someone or something other than Jesus? You need to ask that question if you're someone who calls yourself a Christian or not. Maybe you don't call yourself a Christian and you're, someone, um, you're, someone, you're not someone who says, Lord, Lord. You don't acknowledge Jesus at all. Uh, in fact, you, you, think, you think that people who need, need Jesus are people who are not confident in themselves uh, or have nothing good going on for them. Uh, you might think, even if Jesus is real and even if he does um, decide whether I'm part of his kingdom or not, I'm pretty good. He'd find it hard to turn me away. If you're trusting, if that's, what, if that's you, then you're trusting in the wrong thing. It's like you're trusting in that GPS and you're headed for the lake. You need to turn and trust Jesus. Or maybe you do call yourself Christian. Um, you do say, Lord, Lord, you live with Jesus as King. Um, but are you really trusting Him? Or are you still trusting in yourself? Maybe you're confident 
because of what you can do for him. You look like a Christian to everyone around you. You don't swear. You rock up to youth and G-teams regularly. You serve at EV Kids maybe, or even you serve it in some ministry at youth. You do stuff that Christians do. In fact, you do it so often and so well that you'd, you'd be pretty surprised if Jesus wasn't your biggest fan. If that's you, and, and maybe it's not quite as obvious as that, but if that's your attitude, then you're trusting in yourself. You need to turn and trust in Jesus. So Jesus makes it clear throughout Matthew, and particularly in these verses, that his true followers are people who turn and trust in him. That's the first way that Jesus answers that question for us. How do I know if I really am a follower of Jesus? A true follower of Jesus is someone who turns and trusts. But Jesus doesn't leave it there. He goes on. He answers that question further. How do I know if I really am a follower of Jesus? The second thing that Jesus has to say to us is that a true follower of Jesus is someone who listens and obeys. Listens and obeys. Check out verse 24. Jesus is wrapping up his sermon at this stage and he does it with this illustration. It's an illustration about two builders. There's this smart builder or a wise builder, someone maybe like Nick Christoforou, and then there's a dumb or foolish builder, probably someone a bit like me if I had a crack at building a house. But read with me from verse 24. Jesus says, Therefore... Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose up, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. Why? Because it had its foundations on the rock. See, the first builder Jesus talks about is the wise builder, the smart builder. They're looking for a place to build their house and so they they decide, I need to build my house on a place with a good foundation. Now, I don't know much about building, but that sounds pretty sensible. Although sometimes I see the houses up on like at Avoca Beach on the cliff faces and the edge of the rock and I don't reckon that would be the best place. But apparently it's much wiser to build your house on a solid foundation like rock than it is to build your house on sand. And that's why Jesus compares the smart builder to the dumb builder or the foolish builder in 26. Check out verse 26. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell down with a great crash. Who's watched the reality TV show Survivor? Here's a secret, I'm a diehard Survivor fan. I've watched pretty much every episode of Survivor, the American series, and there's 36 seasons of it. I'm probably a bit of a foolish person then. (laughs) But anyway, Survivor's made a bit of a comeback recently and the Australian series has come out on Channel 10. You might have seen it. But one thing that happens in nearly every season of Survivor is that one of the camps that the tribes are are living at gets washed away. And that's because they're they're always camping on the beach. They set up their shelters and they build their shelters right on the edge of the ocean. And as soon as a big tropical storm comes through, their houses and shelters are smashed. They're obliterated. They're washed away. Because they're built on the sand. It isn't a great foundation. 
And so Jesus is suggesting in this illustration that building your house on the sand is a foolish or dumb thing to do. But why does he compare those two things, the rock and the sand? Why does he compare the wise builder to the foolish or stupid builder? Well, it's because he's making another comparison. He's comparing two types of people. Both of these people are people who hear Jesus' words. But it's what they do with those words that makes them either wise or dumb. Check out verse 24 again. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and does what with them and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. See, the wise person is the in Jesus' picture, is a Christian. They're the true follower of Jesus. They've turned and trusted in Him and so the houses are built on a solid foundation. They're built on Jesus. And Jesus shows us more about what this person is like. They're the sort of person who hears Jesus' words and then puts them into practice. In other words, they hear what Jesus says and they obey it. They're the sort of person who hears what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 about loving your enemies and praying for them, and they do it. They ask God to change their heart so that they can be more loving towards people who hate them. They're the sort of people who who hear what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 about seeking first the kingdom of God, seeking out what God's priorities and plans are for the world, and so they shape and organise their life so that they can live His way, serving Him. See, hearing Jesus, and these people are hearing Jesus' words and obeying them. And that's evidence that a person has turned and trusted in Him. Hearing Jesus' words and obeying them is evidence that a person is building their house on the rock. So how do I know if I'm a true follower of Jesus? Well, a true follower of Jesus is someone who listens and obeys. If you call yourself a Christian, I wonder if that's the pattern of your life, hearing Jesus' words and putting them into practice. Now, none of us can do that perfectly. Otherwise, if if we did that perfectly, we could put our confidence and trust completely in ourselves. But our sin means that we never fully or purely hear Jesus and obey. But through the Spirit that Jesus gives us when we trust in Him, we are able to actually hear Jesus' words and start to change the way we live. And the pattern of listening and obeying is evidence that our trust is actually in Jesus. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you should want to hear what He says and obey it. So how are you going at doing those two things? How are you going at listening? What could you do better to be a better listener to what Jesus has to say? Ben said it earlier before we read the Bible that each week when we get together at youth, we do, a, we do that for a bunch of reasons, but one of the big and main reasons we do that is to be able to listen to what Jesus has to say to us. When we read the Bible together, we're listening. That's what we're doing. We're listening to Jesus. We're listening to His words. We don't need a booming voice coming from the sky because we have this book that Jesus speaks to us through. So, listen. Which when we listen by reading a book, it's a bit weird, but it means that we have to read what's actually written. So bring your, bring your Bible along to youth each week. So you get into the practice of actually hearing Jesus speak. 
so that you can put it into practice and obey him. So bring your Bible and if you forget one week, grab one of those Bibles that it's been handed out. Because a true follower of Jesus listens. And a true follower of Jesus obeys. How are you going at obeying? If you're someone who, who calls yourself a Christian, how could you grow in obeying Jesus' words? There's actually no better opportunity you'll have to grow in obedience to Jesus than the opportunity that most of you guys will have next week at FAT. Next week, you'll have an entire week where we'll be digging into his word. An entire week where we'll be hearing Jesus speak to us each day. So when you're at FAT, be ready. Get yourself ready to be challenged and change the way you actually live in response to Jesus' words. Don't just be listeners, but actually actively engage with each other as you're on FAT. Start talking to each other and challenge each other to be more obedient to what you're hearing. Because if you're a follower of Jesus, that's, that's what the pattern of your life should be. A true follower of Jesus is not only someone who, well, firstly, someone who turns and trusts in Him, but then a true follower of Jesus is also someone who listens and obeys. So what about that mate of yours at school? What about Geordie and Loz? What about Chance the Rapper? What about Donald Trump? What about yourself? How do you know if you're a true follower of Jesus? Well, have you turned from trusting in yourself to trusting Jesus? And are you continuing to hear what Jesus says and obey it? Let's pray.